Fry, can we talk about our relationship? Of course. Our relationship is the best thing in my life, so I'm sure I'll enjoy talking about it with you. Welcome to the world of tomorrow. This is Back to the Futurama, your podcast voyage through the Comedy Central reboot of one of the greatest TV shows Fox ever canceled. I'm Mike. And I'm Ben. And today we're talking about Season 6, Episode 25, Over Clockwise. Ben, I am up on Mountain Dew. You gotta tell me the coolest thing you've done with a computer. The coolest thing I've done with a computer? Um, I mean, I've done a lot of... St- stupid stuff with computers not interested in stupid let's go with cool or and then maybe come back around to stupid because it sounds funny um huh okay so i don't know if it's truly the coolest but uh i in college was doing 3d animation sweet i went to school for art with uh, a concentration in computer graphics and so I did, for my final uh, project, I did this animation of this robot hand playing a guitar, right? That's pretty rad. It's pretty cool. And so uh, the problem is I was using these really old uh, PowerPC Macs that Ooh, were boy. in the lab. Sure. And so I was rendering this frame by frame like you do, mm-hmm. and uh, it was... I think I want to say it was about 1,180 frames, I think. Um, And so some of these frames, because of all the reflections on the robot hand and all the reflections on the guitar, there are a lot of uh, reflections in this scene. Sure, a lot of math to do here. So yeah, it's calculating how light is bouncing off of things and bouncing off of the things it bounces off of. And so some of these frames on this old hardware took about... 15 minutes per frame dang to render and so i needed to get this done and so what i ended up doing was i went around to each computer in this lab where it was maybe about i don't know uh 15 to 20 computers sure and i would set each one to render a very small subset of those frames and then i just sat in the back of the computer lab playing my nintendo ds I see no problems here. And so the thing that I love about this is because uh, I would be doing this on on off time. So like other students would come in to use the the lab and they'd walk up to a computer and look at the the image of this robot hand rendering mm-hmm. and be like, huh, OK, and move over to the next computer and they'd <laughs> see the same thing. Yeah. And be like, huh. Okay. And then they'd look at you and you'd look them dead in the eyes. And then they'd look at the third computer. And then at that point, they'd look around like, what is going on? Like, <laughs> like where's Ashton Kutcher going to yeah, yeah. like, pop out? It's, it's like Candid Camera or Punk. And then at that point, and only at that point, I would be like, oh, yeah, no, I'm rendering a thing on all these computers. Just let me know which one you want to use and I'll stop the rendering on that one. And then <laughs> they were like, what? Because most of the the students there weren't there for computer art. They were mm-hmm. just like there to use Photoshop or something. Yeah. Uh, like graphic design specific, not like animation. Right. 
And but, you, so, but you had a need. So they had no idea what I was talking about when I said, oh, I'm using 20 different computers to render a thing. Yeah, you're, you're parallelizing the whole thing. And, um, but yeah, just the look of confusion every single time while I'm like monopolizing a computer lab. I don't <laughs> even know what my personal dent to that electric bill for the school was. Eh, I'm sure it has the money to pay it. It's got a lot of my money to pay it, so. Snap! I couldn't figure out a good way to uh-huh. react. What's to that. the coolest thing you've ever done with a computer? I mean, I built one. That was pretty cool. I remember, I, I remember making it top of the line, and r- I was like right out of college, so similar thing. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna build my own computer, and I did it. And I'm like, this is cool. Also, it became out of date. Uh huh. Great. I spent a lot of money on this. Yeah, yep. it's enjoyable. <laughs> yep, I've done that uh, multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, you feel you feel a little bit like a god when you have taken all these components and shoved them into a case, and then you flip that switch and it actually turns on and doesn't blow up. Yes, not blowing up is kind of important. And then you, you install Ubuntu on it for the first time, and you're like, <laughs> I am a Linux master. Uh-huh. And you're like, crap, how do I do anything in Ubuntu? I Oh no, I didn't install the network drivers. I actually ended up using um, Debian linux as my primary operating system uh in college for about six months maybe maybe more than that six months to a year uh and i kept having i ended up having to stop because of the number of times i'd be like oh i just want to tweak this one little thing i'm sure it's not gonna break and then like smash cut to me two in the morning figuring out what i did to x11 to make it not boot so that I I could just get into the OS to write the paper that was due tomorrow, and I was going to be done with it four hours ago instead of trying to figure out what I screwed up in the kernel to like, yeah, no, I had to stop doing that. Yet instead you configured it, had a kernel panic, and you're like, crap, hold on, I gotta fix this. I know that feel so hard as a computer science student. So many people are like, oh, just use Ubuntu. Oh, just use Gentoo. It'd be great. It's like, no. Just use Gentoo? That's like pushing them into the deep end. (laughs) Yeah, it was. And I was like, dude, you have this set up. I'm not doing this. Just use Arch Linux and also compile your own kernel in the process. All you need to do is do these 14 different steps, each with 19 different sub-steps. Yes. And then it'll be great. You'll have it all figured out. And then you'll have the computer you really want. Yes. This is what friends of mine in computer science did tell me. <laughs> and then I was like, nah, screw you. I'm going to just... Ubuntu at least is different. It's not Windows. It's nice. That Past that, No. I mean, I think in our our what we called the Unix lab, there were the 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 single the what are they called the Macs with just the monitor? Oh, yeah, like the iMac, iMac, mm-hmm. and they were running Windows. <laughs> so, man, I don't care. <laughs> this was fine for the, the university. It's fine for me. Anyways, we're nerds. If uh-huh. you had until, could- although you know what we we claim we're nerds, and the last handful of episodes we've been like, oh, ghost Jeremy and whatever. Like this one was the nerdiest it's, opening it's bit nice ever. To actually, be like, oh yeah, no, remember we are nerds. Yeah, who- we're both talking about Ubuntu because uh-huh. we've used it <laughs> for sure. I used to have a a Linux blog, believe it or not. Whoa, there, that's awesome. There, I got I got a ton of traction on this one very specific post where because I had this. ATI wireless like remote that would control like music and like media players and stuff. Yeah, cool stuff. And 
Uh, it it worked with the remote control interface for uh, Debian Linux, mm-hmm. but you had to do all these different steps. And um, I ended up having to redo it a bunch of times because I kept screwing up my own system. You're just like, like I'm going to write this down. And so I just wrote it down. Not for other people, but just for me. It lived out on the cloud on a blog. All of a sudden, like this post exploded. I was getting hits from like Germany and Whoa. like I was really big in Germany for some reason. No, and that um, and so yeah, all these people for for the longest time, I was the closest thing to an authority on getting the ATI remote wonder to work in Debian Linux. That that is the <laughs> nichest thing. That's so amazing. I love that. Um, I'm pretty sure if you Google uh, that specific thing, you might still be able to find that blog. Because a lot of people used those exact instructions and then linked back to my blog. Yeah, and it, at this point, it must have hit on like server fault or something. That is just it's uh-huh. on one of those Stack Exchange sites. That's like. Well, this is the top answer. I, I Googled it pretty recently, and someone else has, has improved upon it. So now they are the authority on it. Well, but for, for a, long, a long while, I was the closest thing there was to an authority on this specific hardware <laughs> configuration. And I guess that is the coolest thing I've that, ever done yeah, with a computer. That was the coolest thing. Um, yeah. How is, it, how, how is it being an authority, having your, your day in the sun, as it were? I would have liked it to be something cooler than getting an outdated uh, radio frequency media remote to work with Linux. I but mean, cool is in the eye of the beholder, my friend. You have get. I didn't. I don't. I don't think I knew this about you. So you've gained some levels of coolness. Of knows stuff about Linux and posts about it on the internet and wasn't told that he was wrong. I just wish that like Ko-Fi or Kofi or whatever it's called was around then because I would have gotten oh, man. all the coffees yeah, you, from people they, getting they their remote like, wonder twos to work. It's like, thank you for <laughs> fixing my remote. Here's my PayPal. Thank you for being the authority on this very specific issue. Uh, like and subscribe. Let's talk about Overclockwise, because we've been nerds, and now let's mm-hmm. be nerds about this thing. Yeah. So the episode starts out... Um, I do like how the little subtitle on the intro, it says, Futurama, soon to be a hit television show. I feel like season six is a bit late in the game to call that, but... Well, soon it might be a hit, yeah. It's a TV show, but soon it might be a hit TV show. The episode... It's a hit TV show in our hearts, though. Always in our hearts. Always in our hearts, Futurama. Never doubt that. We're doing a podcast about you. You shouldn't doubt that. Just kidding. It's now a podcast about the ATI Remote Wonder 2 <laughs> and Debian Linux. <laughs> Welcome to our 25-part series. So uh, the episode starts out at Planet Express. They are getting ready to play some video games. They've got a bucket of hot dogs and a butt-massaging couch. I kind of love the bucket of hot dogs because it's so gross. It's just hot dogs in what seems to be standing water there are very few foods that really should come in buckets arguably even the ones that should come in buckets probably shouldn't come in buckets i don't know fried chicken in a bucket is a, is an innovation is what i'll say yeah i mean yeah it's hard to argue with that because i'm like it's, no it's food shouldn't come in buckets and i think about fried chicken in yeah. buckets and i'm like Actually, though, I mean, you, let, let's look at the pros and cons, shall we? Pro, it is easy to handle. It 
Pro, you can move it around pretty easily. Con, it could be bigger. Pro, they make bigger versions. Uh huh. Voodoo Donut sells a bucket of donuts. And it's delicious, I'm sure. It's probably also expensive, and I'm not taking that much cash. No, they to- they uh, sell their day olds oh. in a big bucket. So it's like five. I think it's like five bucks for like a whole bucket of donuts. Oh dang, that's actually not bad. Is it for voodoo? It's a pretty good deal on on. I was thinking it was like current day donuts, and you'd have to like back up a Brinks truck into the, into them because <laughs> they do not take credit, <laughs> or at least they didn't. I no, don't know. They, if they, do, do. they still do not. Ugh. So, uh, anyways, they are playing some video games. They play. Uh, World of War 3, no, sorry, World of World War 2 3. On their X-Cube, which tracks their motions with a camera instead of controllers. So they're playing this game, and Bender is just really bad at it. So Um, bad. Doesn't know what anything does. They bust into this bunker full of Germans, once they've they've seen before yeah they've seen before and the germans are giving them a lot of crap like oh we're you're so bad at this we're gonna fire at you with worthless slingshots uh this is when fry's character says just shoot private and bender shoots both fry and cubert in the back Mm -hmm. in just a hail of bullets and then they get a game uber screen which it's, is it's very it's it's funny in, in just that kind of irreverent way. I like how anytime Futurama is like we need uh, random video games or TV shows, they're just like we don't need to be smart about it. Let's just make <laughs> dumb jokes. Yeah, because um, they do the same thing when they're doing like all the the shows they're pitching at the kids, like uh, Young Slut Club or whatever oh, yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, it's like let's just go straight to it. Anyways, Bender is like Bender's reflexes suck because his circuitry is twelve years out of date. Hubert realized he may be able to speed up his reflexes if they overclock him. And uh, yeah, Fry's like, you can't even keep up with me. I'm and I'm some sort of Stone Age throwback. <laughs> uh, so sure enough, they go to overclock Bender, who is, as it turns out, running on an AMD Athlon two. Well, long lifespan of those. Who knew those would still be kicking in 3012? Did Was not me. Was not me. Uh, this is when Leela comes up to talk to Fry about their relationship. They go outside to the, the Widow's Walk and say, uh, Leela is... Ooh, uh, hold on, I just noticed you're using the Widow's Walk terminology. We, we learned a vocab word and now you're dropping it in sentences like you're <laughs> just some sort of smart guy. I, 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 I have a tendency uh, occasionally to uh, be smart, kind of. Not really, but mostly. <laughs> Whatever was that <laughs> sentence. You're like the guy who has a, a word of the day uh, <laughs> calendar and then tries to use that word in a sentence although props to you because you used it correctly a lot of people who do this word a day calendar thing are just like oh cool i'm gonna i'm gonna (laughs) use this sentence in everything right like oh word of the day is behoove cool all right um hey jim i'm gonna behoove to the store (laughs) because it does sound like hoof which would be walking it's similar to that gag on The Simpsons where uh, I think Lenny has a word of the day calendar and it's like, I concur. And it says conquer. 
<laughs> instead it's so perfect so anyways yes i did not mean to interrupt i was just like oh snap we learned the word the the phrase widow's walk on this very podcast this is character development okay we are, we are developing our own characters my friend continue they are on the widow's walk i don't even remember where it was fry and leela are on the widow's walk as leela has requested that they talk about their relationship i kind of like this uh this voice you're doing it's my recap and voice. That, uh, for for a recap podcast, that voice does not come out nearly enough. We don't do a lot of recapping on this podcast. We don't, we don't recap. Oh, so what I'm saying is that we are recapping the recap of the podcast. Well, the podcasts, we the podcast recap voice, not the Futurama recap voice. Sure, I guess I didn't follow that. They're on the widow's walk. <laughs> Remember the thing you just said about me smarting? No. Um, yes, they are outside on the Widow's Walk, as previously and in almost incessantly mentioned. Um, Leela is uneasy about how they're on again, off again. And Fry's just like, I mean, but honestly, I'd be pretty happy if we were just on again. Like, on all the time. Uh, Le- and I mean, all the time. Leela just worries about where they'll be in 10 years. Will they be here? Yeah, Absolutely. And she's not very happy. Or that. or not. Yeah. I don't I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, Le- that was not the answer Leela wanted because um, she thinks she's having what she's calling an early life crisis. So here's a little Ben's dating advice corner oh. for you, for the gentleman. Excellent. The one gentleman in the crowd. The one gentleman in the crowd. Ladies. Love ruts if you can get a relationship to get into a rut where she is constantly bored and feels stuck with you she's gonna love that i I do i do want to just offer one thought i think it's good advice but i also think it goes both ways i think if men are in a rut and are bored and I think that's. I think everybody loves it. Everybody loves a rut. It's a universal feeling that ruts are great, and you should get in one as soon as possible. It's true. That's what all the dating advice books say. I just saved you all the money on dating yeah. advice books. You don't. You don't have to get. We're doing a service for you. We. You. You want to go out and get those books, but you shouldn't because we're here for you. So, uh, yeah, Leela is definitely unsure like you said she says that she's having an early life crisis um i feel like i've had a lot of those and i feel as millennials we all do all day every day yeah it's it's called student loans Uh uh-huh too real yeah i so I, i brought the wrong energy to this podcast for a moment there meanwhile bender reboots and he starts saying all sorts of smart facts about things like february being the shortest month a thing that he apparently didn't know until he was <laughs> overclocked but or didn't, okay didn't feel the need to show off that he knew he's also just bouncing around like super hyper uh just you know doing cartwheels and literally bouncing off the walls yeah and uh so they they go back to world of world man this is harder than i thought it was they go back to world of world war two three um, and they meet the, the same Germans again, the same peop- other uh, players, 
And this time, Bender is like tap dancing around, avoiding their gunfire, and they they fire a missile at him, and he just kind of slices it up like he is a hibachi chef, and uh, throws the warhead at them and explodes it. Uh huh. We do get a weird sort of momentary joke where because they fire the V two at him, and what mm-hmm. one of the Germans like, I knew I should have shot V eight at him, and I'm like, is that? Is with, that a with, reference to the the juice with with the hand motion? It is like a hundred percent the commercial for V eight. It is such a bizarre choice. It's so weird. Sometimes the jokes in Futurama, I'm just like, you really were just throwing stuff at the wall to see what sticks, huh? Yeah, it's 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 not even humor. It's just a reference. Uh, it's kind of similar to what we do, right? Claude's crib. <laughs> damn it okay so you know the other weekend i did watch the entire star wars uh the original star wars trilogy and at that moment where in my vhs copy and the clods crib commercial comes up uh i did definitely think about it and i will never not think about it so it's it's just a pathway your brain goes down now forever and ever it turns out that on the other side of the screen the Germans are being played by Walt, Larry, and Igner. And they're really upset. And they're like, well, you know, what What should uh, any uh, gamer do? Mm-hmm. And they start literally crying to their mom. I do love the, we, we play those, th- those, those losers exclusively because we know we'll beat them. It's like, I, I, yes, I will exclusively play people I will beat. It's it's a way to go through through life. If all you care about is your win ratio, mm-hmm. then yeah, that's a pretty good way to do it. You got to up your KD. I get it. Mm-hmm. I prefer to just play punishingly difficult games until I beat them. Exactly. That's why I play Rocket League. I'm bad at it. I don't know. We played we played Rocket League pretty well. Yeah, I maybe maybe average. There's a whole thing like people fly through the air and I'm like, I, I don't know how. Oh, no. The, the moment yeah. people start doing acrobat, like if I hit the ball, it doesn't matter in any direction. <laughs> yeah. But if I hit the ball after jumping up into the air and rocketing around, I consider it the victory to end all victories. <laughs> um, and, so, and some people will like spin all the way across the field with it on the, the nose of their their car and then like smack it down i'm like how what how how what how it's it's magic i it must be magic no i'm i'm not that great at rocket league i play um my recommendation but my favorite game of the previous year was celeste very 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 difficult platformer Mm -hmm. i loved i've played through it twice and i'm like i should play through that again it's very good very good also, Cuphead just got released on Switch, and I kind of want to buy it again on the Switch, even though I already own it on PC, so I can play it on the Switch. You can, you can play it at work, or uh, uh, on your breaks at work. Uh-huh. That, nice caveat of on my breaks. Yes. Because I definitely wouldn't be playing no. on the clock. Certainly not. It would be during breaks and lunches, because I'm, I'm assuming you get a lunch break as well. Yes. Lunch break. There you go. So mom you because obviously it was her video game system that her company makes so she uses uh uh she uses her 
proprietary code to trace that back to who was playing the game. And, and use the camera on the device. Uh-huh. And uh, not that companies would ever spy on you with any of their uh, voice assistants or uh, Cer- screens. Never. Certainly never. Google. Yeah, it traces back to Bender. Uh, I do like that his username is Bender is great 34. <laughs> I mean, he says it a lot. It's true. It does make me wonder if the original Bender is great was taken as a username. That's a good point. That's a good thought. I, I hadn't thought of that. And uh, I do also want to point out that it was, it was very, 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 very subtle. But when mom freezes the frame on Bender like dancing... Uh, it definitely makes a little, like, TiVo noise. <laughs> I didn't catch that. That's awesome. So I worked for TiVo. Uh, I was the guy... I might have mentioned it on this podcast before, but I was the guy who, when you called TiVo up to cancel, I had to be like, I, I don't know. What are you going to watch for entertainment without TiVo? Like, I had to convince you not to cancel, right? Sure, yeah. And one of... not It was, like, low down on the priority list, but one of the the selling points if someone was like oh well i got you know my cable uh company gave me a dvr one of our selling points was about the ui and so we we'd be like oh well the ui for tivo is just better than those other ones i mean did you know that the the tivo sound is actually trademarked and blah like bringing up the freaking (laughs) tivo sound if you're bringing up a sound you've lost oh yeah no not a single person ever was like you know what I I'd, I am gonna miss that little TiVo boop boop. Like, yeah, it's this is worth paying twelve ninety nine a month for on top of my cable <laughs> subscription service. Oh man, it was so. Now that TiVo blip is like hardwired into my brain as this like huge important thing because I've I've sixty days of working at that company have destroyed sure. me as a human being. It's also your ringtone, but that's a different discussion. <laughs> Oh, my. Okay. Um, (laughs) So, uh, anyways, we also find out from mom that uh, overclocking violates the licensing agreement. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it also voids Bender's warranty, I believe. Uh Although she's not super interested in that, she slaps Larry for even bringing it up. That's that's true. There's a lot of slapping, as as often is in a mom episode. And so uh, at Planet Express, Earl and Schmitty's show up. Uh, they say ding dong because Planet Express apparently doesn't have a doorbell. I feel like that's incorrect in the canon because they've had a Do- doorbell the in the doorbell past. The doorbell has been rung. Now, what event transpired where their doorbell just went missing? It's mm-hmm. not that it didn't work because if it didn't work, you just hit the doorbell and be like, why is no one showing right. up? It was, there is literally nothing to push. There is not a physical button. To the point where I don't even know where you'd have one or where, where it would have been. It's just not there. So they arrest Qbert, who makes some like, uh, you know, you're oinking at him. Like, yeah, every, every verb becomes oink because yeah. pigs. And then he also starts oinking <laughs> when he's being taken away. And the professor's like, what's with all this oinking? Yeah, I do like how when the professor gets arrested because he's Qbert's legal guardian, uh, that because he's they're like, who is this child's legal guardian? And then the professor is like, you're oinking at him. <laughs> like, I do, I do like that the professor 
keeps that joke going. Yeah. And that for me, that's what really sells that joke. Because like Qbert being a little snot to cops, fine, whatever. Sure. Of course Qbert's a snot to literally everybody. Right. But the professor being like, You're oinking at him, I really appreciated that. True. Um, so because he, uh, the professor is Kubert's legal guardian, they arrest prof- the professor too because the charges apply to him. In the new New York Police Department, they are in jail where kids stay free, according to the sign. That's that's a thing. Uh, the professor says, "What did I teach you about tinkering with machinery?" And you to- told me how how to do it. <laughs> and then the professor's like, "I told you how not to get caught." And uh, then we get a little because fl- the Qbert's like, well, but I didn't know there was a, even a licensing agreement. And the professor's like, yeah, me either. The- Wait a minute. And we get a flashback to the first day Bender's on the job. Mm-hmm. The professor is like, I need you to bend this straw because I'm thirsty and I can't bend it myself. And the and Bender walks over and right before he does it. This mom corp licensing agreement comes up and the professor of of course clicks I accept without reading it like a fool because Mm -hmm. we all obviously read the EULAs of everything that we've ever used forever. Mm -hmm. It's been a lot of my life, but it's been well spent, I think. And uh, yeah, it goes back to the present where they realize that Hubert, the professor agreed, clicked without reading and Qbert slightly modified a thing that he owned. Therefore, they're monsters. Right. Uh, Which I, is the moral of the story. End of episode. I do like how this episode is sort of giving a dig on the whole, like, you know, we own a thing and we should be allowed to tinker with it, which yeah. a lot of companies don't like. And like, you know, rights for repair and all mm-hmm. of that. Sure. Yeah. So it's a pretty good dig. It's a pretty good dig. Yeah. Uh, Also, I do just want to mention that uh, my roommate in college was intimately familiar with the uh, end user license agreement for World of Warcraft because when he was hopelessly addicted to it uh, and they do patches on Tuesday morning, he would try to log in. And then when it didn't work, he would just read the EULA because it was there. And so he he knew the entirety of the end user license agreement for uh, World of Warcraft. <laughs> I so okay. So going through the order of events. Yes. Wakes up. Yes. Or, or I'm assuming you said Tuesday morning, I believe. Uh-huh. Okay, so wakes up. Uh-huh. Grabs a brush, put on a little makeup. Sure. Uh <laughs> bypasses everything else. No food, no coffee, no shower. I, I directly think, to computer. I think there was I think there was food like involved. Because you can you can sign on to World of Warcraft while eating like toast or uh microwavable breakfast burritos or whatever. Okay. So we'll we'll retract breakfast burrito, sit in front of computer, try to log on, don't. Can't. Right. Try to log on, get the server is down for maintenance. And then the first reaction instead of getting up and doing something else with my time like possibly watching a television show or pornography or pornography which does exist or i don't know taking a shower talking to a loved one talking to somebody that you don't know yet to learn about them 
your roommate decided to sit down and say, well, I might as well read this complicated <laughs> legal document. Uh-huh. Exactly. Because the, le- the complicated legal document still had the logon background, so we were still experiencing the world of Warcraft. I guess. I don't know what his reason was. Print it out and put it up on the wall if that's what you need. Don't read the the legal document. Lawyers don't do that. <laughs> no one does. Except for you and me, Ben. We've spent a lot of our lives doing it, but it was very important. Anyways, the professor should have, should have done this because he's in jail now. That's fair. See? Now now we're getting to it where your your uh, your roommate, your former roommate is actually the smartest one of all three of us because he's not going to jail when cuz he knows what to do and what not to do with the world of Warcraft. We don't. We, we, can go we in have there no and, idea. I'm going to go in there and create, I don't know, a basketball player and go to jail immediately. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's what you can do you in would, that game, I'm sure. You would break the code to make a basketball player. <laughs> exactly. And uh, that what sh- straight to jail. Would your basketball player in the world of Warcraft be named? Meadowlark Lemon. Okay. Yes, I am straight up stealing a former Harlem Globetrotter's name, but that's because it's a good name. So mom's not done yet, though, because she wants Bender caught. Because if other people realize that they can overclock the things they legally own, then everyone's going to do it and they're not going to upgrade to new robots. So she releases the hoverfish and tells them to go get the clock of Bender. The robot fish are basically uh, little mini versions of those squiddy things from the Matrix. Yeah. Uh, which I... They're terrifying. I mean, I liked, but also I'm, I'm like, all right, di- go, throwing back to 1999 for some uh, groovy Matrix style. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh-huh. Cool. Got it. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> I mean, like, arguably, arguably, not even the 50th thing on the reasons why people like the Matrix, but, <laughs> you know, whatever, go for it. They just thought, you know, this, how will we get Bender back to mom? Oh, this is clearly the way we should do it. Back at Planet Express, Bender finds that he has an extra processor in his, in his uh, compartment of mystery. Uh, I do want to point out that it's, it's, the establishing shot has Leela reading a she magazine with the headline, is your dead end relationship in a rut? So speaking to she, she loves ruts. Exactly. She didn't need to get this because she's in a rut and she loves it. Well, she wants to make sure it's in a rut. That's fair. It may it's not, one of those may not quizzes. be in a rut. Okay. Uh-huh. It's one of those quizzes. Also, Hermes is like, well, at least uh, good news, everyone. This is what the professor would say if he wasn't facing a life sentence. And so, yeah, the uh, Bender finds out that he's got this extra processor. He's got a laptop plugged into his compartment. He is writing a bunch of code to enable this extra processor, manages to reboot himself. And then when he comes up, he is going crazy. He's reading all of these books, which he calls, uh, he's like, what are all these pagey thingies? He knows what the word for page is, though. And he's burning through them and literally because he starts to overheat due to all of this processing. And so he grabs the water cooler, hooks up water cooling to himself. And I was like, see, now I'm water cooled. Everything's fine. Yep. That's how uh, you water cool electronics. You just put, you know, hook in the in and hook in the out. And there you go. Into a consumer water cooler. That's, I can think of no better way. Uh huh. Have you ever water cooled a computer? No. Cause it's, cause it, it's too much maintenance. It, I have never tried it because it seems terrifying. Yes. Even though the internet seems to make me think that 
uh, wants to make me think that it's not. And then they're but just it like, is. it's just these 14 easy steps that if you screw up, water will leak into your computer and ruin every component in it. But it's fine. Yeah, it's it's easy and cheap. Uh, 14 so, steps with 27 sub steps. Just like Linux. Just like Linux. So... We are going to... This is the one we're going to get some hate mail on, I'm sure. Like, that's not <laughs> how hard Linux is. Um... Ubuntu is you can just install it immediately and not have to t- tinker around with anything, which is so, true, but... So, uh, Fry's like, man, I miss the old illiterate vendor. It's <laughs> a good line. And meanwhile, Bender, with this extra processing power, is now so smart that he can basically see the future because it's sort of like a giant chess game to him where he can see 50 moves ahead. Yeah. Uh, so Bender uh, is focusing on anticipating the event of a ceiling fan falling and knocking Zoidberg unconscious. And then a ceiling fan falls right behind Zoidberg and Zoidberg's like, you're wrong. And Bender's like, not that ceiling fan genius. And then a ceiling fan falls right ne- right on top of Zoidberg. Ceiling, inches away. Ceiling fans falling on Zoidberg becomes a weird inside joke in the, a running joke in the rest of this episode. And I am in for it. It is great. Uh, this is when Bender realizes mom won't let him stay overclocked. So he's like, uh, who wants turkey dinner and a game of badminton? And everyone's like, what? Yep. So he grabs a badminton net and he uh, microwaves a uh, uh, turkey. A full turkey. A full turkey. And then just as these robots break in, the uh, uh, microwave goes off and Zoidberg, who is you know crushed under this fan Uh went unconscious is now right back to it and running at at this turkey he hits the badminton net which causes the whole uh net to go flying at these other robots it nets them all up and bender just takes out all their processors now he's got 12 processors it's it's this weird bouquet of robot that he just kind of slams up against the wall and all their processors fly out it's Mm -hmm. weird (laughs) So, yeah, he just adds those to his own processing power. Uh, Bender realizes he needs to find a hideout. And Fry's like, are you becoming a supervillain? And then he kind of responds with what seems to be a fart joke. In famous original Ray's court, Hubert is on the stand. And uh, Judge Whitey's voice in this scene is different, and I hate it. It seemed a little different, but it, it, it's it so couldn't, different. couldn't place it. It's so different, and I hate it. Okay. Uh, so they, um, uh, they can't actually produce Bender as the evidence. So, uh, Judge Whitey orders them held in contempt and charge $10,000 a day until they can produce Bender. Uh, Hermes does some math and says Planet Express is going to go out of business in four fingers. Now, is that days? Is that hours? Is that minutes? Based on the in, well, it's the uh, the fine is per day, right? Uh huh. That was my guess was per. Uh, it was four days. I'm just surprised. that would match the same the same scale. See, that would make sense, but I'm surprised that Planet Express has forty thousand dollars on hand. That's fair. Uh, because I sort of assumed the joke was going to be we're going to be out of business in four hours. Yeah, that's a good point. I also would have loved, we're going to go out of business yesterday. Right. Like, it doesn't matter that we're being fined. We're yeah. basically already <laughs> out of business. Yeah, it's just, this is this is exactly just the 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 cherry on top of the Sunday of 
Planet Express going out of business. And mom gets multiple things out of this. It's true. Um, and so they are back at Planet Express. They've got a big banner that says going out of business again. And <laughs> Zoidberg's idea to save the company is that they are in a theater district. So they can uh, basically turn it into a theater and put on a production. And he suggests Nibbler on the roof. I'm in for it. And I'm very sad we get to see none of it. Because Nibbler was on the roof. Oh, it's going to be. I want to see. This is the lost episode that I want to see. Uh-huh. Where instead of Bender and Leela and Fry, we just watch this performance of Nibbler on the roof. Because it. Not to spoil anything for later, but it wins them a Tony. It wins Nibbler a Tony. Yes, that is true. <laughs> now that is he's just got to win an Emmy, a Grammy, and an Oscar. Then he can EGOT. Nibbler's going to EGOT before I do. Because <laughs> I'm never going to do any of those things. And he starts his journey in 3012. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, wait. Are there podcast Emmys? Uh, Yes, probably. I, I say that there are, whether or not the Emmys say that there are. Maybe we start with one of those. Okay. But then wouldn't it be a a Pigot? I hate it. <laughs> Is it better if it's a Got P? Oh, I hate that. Well, because if it's a... Po- so we need a podcast Emmy, a yeah. podcast Grammy, a Ooh. podcast Oscar, and a podcast Tony. So it would be pep popped. I I no. You gave yourself such a hard assignment for no reason. I didn't ask for this. I did this to me. You sure did. But that I do want to pop up push. So Anyways, so yeah, they they turn it into a theater, and they're all really into this idea too. Like Leela sort of rolls her eyes because she's still having this early life crisis. Well, Leela is like hearing the words "nibbler on the roof." Me, it makes me feel like I have to leave. But everyone else is like, "Yeah, let's definitely do this performance called Nibbler on the Roof." And I want to watch it. I want to watch it so bad, Ben. Do you think anyone's done like a cool uh, poster design for Nibbler on the Roof? I'd be shocked if there's not fan fiction about Nibbler on the Roof. Uh, okay, let's see. I need look up Nibbler on the Roof. This is Ben Google's That Corner. Images. Um, Somebody... <laughs> Somebody has a tattoo of Nibbler dressed up from the Nibbler on the roof. (laughs) (laughs) That is... That is dedication that I will never have for anything in my entire life. I think that the start and end of our dedication to Futurama is this podcast at this point. Like, we're doing a podcast about it. Pretty dedicated, not tattooing on my body dedicated. Although I might, you never know, I might get the uh, Planet Express logo somewhere just because, you know, uh-huh. it's, it's been a lot of our lives at this point. No, it's it's true. Um, I'm just... But Nibbler on the Roof tattoo <laughs> is not my first go-to. I'll put it that way. I am shocked 
I the way you you're holding your hand against your chest in such a way that's like I cannot believe what's going on. If like I had holding if it I in, had pearls, I would be clutching oh, them. The most clutching is happening. Wow. Oh my god. Okay. We um, are going to tweet this. <laughs> we have to. Anyways, so uh, so yeah, Leela decides right then and there, because she is not the type to get a nibbler on the roof tattoo. Instead, clearly not. She takes a bus into space. <laughs> yeah, I just love how she's waiting for the bus right outside of Planet Express and it just goes straight up. Uh-huh. It's, it's such a great visual because then it also you can see Fry looking up as it goes straight up because this is this is uh, we, we've joked a lot here, but this is breaking Fry's heart. So Fry takes a sad walk and he leans on the banister of a bridge and the banister breaks and he falls right off. And then it cuts to like the next day he's feeding pigeons on a park bench and he's got like a leg cast and a head bandage Mm -hmm. and crutches and like the whole deal. Mm -hmm. And he's sitting with his new friend, Randy, his closest friend. Now that Bender is gone missing and the professor is in jail and Leela's gone. I mean, you know, you can definitely see where the tier listing is for Fry. And so uh, Randy says, well, if he's running on 12 processors now, he must be somewhere with a lot of power and liquid coolant. Uh, Fry doesn't realize that this is helpful and says, you're never any help. I'm going to go kill myself, which is a... It's It's a little bit of an overreaction. A little bit, yes. Just because... I mean, there are a lot of bad things happening. You know, Your best friend abandoning you. Your love entrance going off into space. On a bus. On a bus into space. And then your uh, long-distant uh, nephew going to going to jail. There's a, a lot of bad... Along with his clone. Along with his clone. There's a lot of bad things going, but there is still hope. So Fry goes to Niagara Falls to kill himself. And he's like, of course. Uh, There's a lot of a power. A lot of power. And liquid coolant. Uh, that gives me the choice of electrocution or drowning. And so he buys a barrel to go over the cliff because he's like, what are the chances of me? If I go over a cliff in this, what are the chances of me surviving? Slim to none. I like those odds. <laughs> but then he gets, so he gets really upset because he's like, this isn't a barrel. It's a cast, <laughs> which I admittedly don't know the difference between the two. Me neither, and I love it. I just love the fact that, of course, Fry knows the difference between those two things. I there's a there's an episode this season of Brooklyn Nine Nine where a, uh, a barrel museum plays heavily into an episode. Oh, that um, sounds a hundred percent like Brooklyn Nine Nine. And so I'm like, I just I just need uh, Captain Raymond Holt to explain to me the difference between a barrel and a cask. And I'm you, sure he knows, and he would. <laughs> uh, he would enjoy it. As he's regretting it, he kind of falls, he, he in the cask, falls into the water and goes over the falls. And in this process, he falls behind the, the barrel tumbles into this cave yeah. behind the falls and breaks. And he's like, that was not worth $3,000. Yeah, probably, <laughs> probably not. And then he, he walks into this cave and it turns out the cave is Bender, like, it is just Bender has turned himself inside out somehow. It's never explained. Never explained, and that's probably fine. And now the whole universe is his processor. And uh, this is sort of where his central being is, so it can be water-cooled, I guess. Sure. 
It's never really explained. It's no, just how it's it fine. is. <laughs> it's it's fine. Um, I guess I guess we would need twelve processors just to understand what's even going on. Exactly, and I've barely got the one. Yeah, I've got like point two five on a good day these yeah. days. So you know, I get it. I'm I'm just I you, we're out here trying to do our best. We, uh, and the petty concerns that we have, and the petty concerns that Fry has, Bitter has no uh, need for them. Yeah, he's done with emotions because he can burp out galaxies, and uh, two if he's been eating broccoli. And uh, he also says that he just he can't change things uh, with the professor or Cubert. They're just gonna go to jail, and that's that. Uh, Fry does mention Randy, and Bender's like, "You've been hanging out with Randy." It's like, okay, back to the emotions then. Uh huh. I mean, you didn't give me much of a choice, Bender, but okay. <laughs> And then Fry asks, well, okay, what happens with uh, Leela and me? Um, and uh, Bender contemplates it for a moment. And then he looks kind of sad. And he's like, well, uh, got to get moving on. Like, he comes up with some excuse as to why <laughs> yeah, he he's, can't answer that question. I believe he's got to create some new heavy hev- heavy elements and to cover your nads because it's going to get non-Newtonian up in here. I feel like if you are creating new heavy elements beyond what we've already created down in like the 120s mm-hmm. like i feel like no hand's gonna cu- uh protect your nads from nope. that it's it's gonna it's nad o'clock and, and it and it's heavy element meet nads back at famous original ray's court mm-hmm they uh, uh judge whitey says something about how the strategy that they're using is extra risky and uh the Hyper Chicken says, did you say extra crispy recipe? You know that I did not. And it was like, just the wording Judge Whitey has to get to to get to yeah. that joke. I'm like, all right, come on, guys. There's some convoluted nature there. Um, Fry comes in and is like, Bender doesn't care about anything anymore. That's it. That's the that's the the trial. So the jurors get uh, shepherded, literally, with some, some jury collies. I love that joke so much. Uh, into as, as somebody that has a Sheltie who constantly herds me and like, where are you going? You should stay in this room. Like, no, I want to go in there. No, this room. It, it's very uh-huh. funny to me. So Amy has heard that Leela t- took a job selling deep space real estate where not even a telescope can observe her. And Fry's like, Leela's always loved being outside of the observation of a telescope. This is when the courtroom turns into Bender. Yeah, everything starts going kind of wonky and wavy. And then the walls turn into Bender. Um, Bender's return to testify, uh, but Judge Whitey says the testimony is closed. <laughs> One more inburst like that, and I'll have this court removed from you. <laughs> I, I do love how Judge Whitey just kind of rolls with it. Like this oh, is oh yeah, not- without without even like a second thought. Yeah, this is not the weirdest thing I've seen today, sir. Uh, so then Bender manages to like re-manifest himself as a normal robot except he's got this like water cooling tank mm-hmm. in the middle of him and, and he looks like extra like futuristic and cool yeah his, he's a little bit more angular and it's like that's rad uh the prosecution asks to drop the charges against cubert i don't remember why that okay. happens yes uh, i have a more of a reasoning here bender says they might grant some leniency because Cubert is 12 and the 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 jury may not want to convict and be as strong on a 12-year-old as they would with the professor. So this is when the pro- when mom gets the prosecutor to do something right, so that right. they still that cuz really she wants to 
to punish the professor. Right. Cubert, whatever, fine. Um, so this is when the prosecutor drops the charges against Cubert after the jury has come back. The jury, the, uh, the foreman of the jury, Fishy Joe, is very excited to, to, to read off this, uh, this judgment. But before he can, the prosecutor drops the charges. Then Bender gets up and moves for a mistrial for double jeopardy. Cubert Farnsworth cannot be tried twice for the same crime. And since Cubert is the professor's clone, they're they are legally the same person. Uh-huh. I wonder how well that would hold up in a court of law, uh, which is hard to say when there aren't actual clones. It's true. That we know about. However, in in the courtroom in the episode, the judge calls it a brilliant legal shenanigan and dismisses the case. Yep. So this is when Fishy Joe uh, throws away the piece of paper indicated it, indicating the judgment of hang them both. Ah, yes, that classic, uh, classic verdict, hang them both. Classic. So it's at this point, the Matrix robots show up again and shock Bender into submission to go take him off to go get factory rebooted. As he's leaving, Fry's like, well, what's going to happen between me and Leela? And Bender's like, there's no time. Zoidberg, take three steps to the right. And then a ceiling (laughs) fan crushes him. It's so... That bit coming back at that moment is so great and also why why is this more important than fry's thing so uh back at planet express they've got a banner that says temporarily not going out of business sale (laughs) i didn't catch the wording it's very good uh and this is when we find out nibbler won a tony for his portrayal in uh nibbler on the roof it's a tony winning performance and i need i don't want to see it i need to oh yeah absolutely so he won a tony Leela shows up in this bright orange blazer and because uh, again she works in intergalactic real estate mm-hmm. it's going well but she keeps thinking about this place and things and, and those things are fry yeah fry really hopes it's him and not this random badminton racket that's all bent up and uh she's like yes it's you Leela and then goes to ask bender with your big brain can you predict how me and fry go in the future uh, it's no good. He's old Bender again. He's totally useless. <laughs> but then Bender's like, well, now hold on a second. Before I got factory rebooted, I ran a whole bunch of calculations. Uh, and so he's got a whole bunch of different papers, including one that is uh, predictions on fans falling from the ceiling. Yeah. See, he wanted to keep that so that he can keep having Zoidberg getting crushed by ceiling fans. Who wouldn't? I 100%. I love Zoidberg. I want to see him get hit by more fans. He hands over a paper that is Fry and Leela's Ultimate Fate by Bender. And so we don't actually get to know what's in it. Right, um, but they do. Right. Uh, Fry actually doesn't even want to read it at first because he's like, what if it's bad, though? Like, he's willing to take that chance, right. which I think says a lot about Fry. I mean, there's like, an optimism to that. Yeah, exactly. Because in in the if if their relationship is Schrodinger's cat, uh he thinks the cat's alive while she thinks the cat's dead and uh so he doesn't want to open that box in case he's wrong and she's just like what's the worst that could happen i could be right wow that is Uh uh-huh i don't know how to respond to that it's just correct so she grabs it that was very good Uh uh-huh so she grabs it and uh starts reading and but at once once schrodinger's cat is out of the proverbial box 
they both sort of read this together. Mm -hmm. And they have, you know, uh, the emotions that go through this document. So, uh, again, we don't get to find out what's in it. We just see their reactions as they read it. And so the sentence that I wrote about this is, they read it and smile and get angry and Fry gets slapped and Leela gets slapped and then they smile and then they look shocked and then there's a second page and then they smile and look in each other's eyes. I mean, that's... That's literally a description of the nonverbal thing that happened here. Uh-huh. So it does end on sort of this note of like, they're both looking into each other's eyes and like holding hands yeah. or whatever. And then... And Leela has just wiped away a tear. It's like, uh-huh. they are... It's a it's a happy moment that uh, maybe these crazy kids are going to work it all out. The uh, scene ends on that. And that means that it is time for... Grades. I think this is actually a pretty decent episode. I kind of like it when Bender kind of does something outside of who Bender is a little bit because he kind of becomes smarter and smarter and kind of goes back into that kind of godlike mode that he sometimes goes into. And I think he it's very interesting when Bender moves from just drinking beer and burping flames to like talking about important things and like go, even going going past into galaxy brain kind of way. I think that's a really interesting uh, change in character that always has to get reverted at the end, of course. But of course, because um, that's how sitcoms work. But I, I really, I really like the stories that you can pull out of that because it is, it's, 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 it's kind of they. A lot of sitcoms do stories like this where somebody that is not as smart becomes super smart or vice versa. And I think this one's just very successful. I think it's 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 funny. Zoyberg gets hit with a lot of ceiling fans, which is terrific. Um, it's uh, I could see this being one that I, certainly one that I'd be like, oh, I'd run in the list and be like, yeah, that was pretty good, and then watch it. But it wouldn't be like one that I'd say I absolutely have to watch it every time it comes on. But I still think it's very very good. I would call it a, a B plus. Yeah, I think uh, I I think the one thing that truly holds this episode back from being great is it's just it's a little all over the place for me okay like there's a lot there's especially in sort of the the second half um fry just decides to go to niagara falls to kill himself like randomly sure he happens to stumble upon bender somehow bender has turned himself inside out through means unknown to mortal man Mm -hmm. there's a lot of weird sort of stuff that just really comes in and so it's kind of all over the place. Uh, but, you know, I like a lot of the episodes that go a little bit more into Fry and Leela's relationship. Sure. Um, they usually, but not always, end on a touching moment, whether that is a, like, heartfelt moment or, like, an ow, that kind of hurts a little bit moment. Sure. Um, but there's there's definitely, like, emotion there. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think uh, I'm pretty much on the same page as you. I think a B plus, um, I think if it was a little bit more focused, uh, I think maybe it could bump up a little higher, but I don't know how you'd do that in a 24 minute episode and, yeah. and still keep all of the meat on this one. Um, so I think it does what it can. And yeah. I think that, uh, ends up as a B plus. Well, I, I, I mean, I think, I, I think there is one thing you can make this episode better by. And what's that, Mike? More ceiling fans hitting Zoidberg. Okay. Uh, we can see about also, that. Also, Nibbler on the Roof. I need to see it. 
<laughs> it's true. That's an A plus, I'm sure, because he got a Tony. It's true. We want to know what you think about this episode and about Nibbler on the Roof. Would you watch it? Uh, we want to know. How many times would you watch it? We want to know uh, what the nerdiest thing or the best thing you've ever done with a computer is. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else did we even talk about? Um, what EU LAs have you read? Yeah. What? And are, and <laughs> have you talk ever, about end user license agreements? Yes. Have you ever stared at something because it's close <laughs> enough to what you really want, but it's not that, but it's close enough. Yeah. That's if still you can't, a buck wild story to me. If you can't be with the one you love, love the EU LA that you're left with. It's a very famous song. <laughs> Also, some people call it the Eula. I I like saying the letters. Eula sounds weird. So if if I've been if you're like ah oh, Ben, you, you're killing me over here by pronouncing <laughs> the letters. Uh, I I apologize it's for by, nothing. It's by choice. Um. Anyways, we want to know your thoughts on all these things and more. And you can do that by emailing us at Back to the Futurama Podcast at Gmail We are on Twitter at Back to Futurama. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash back to Futurama. We're on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So find us there, review us, rate, subscribe, and let's all make references to Claude's crib together. If you want all these links and more links to our Patreon and uh, all of that stuff, you can find us at back to the Futurama.net. So does that have a link to the League of Jeremy's? Uh, no, I, I, we should add one. I'll yeah. add one. It'll have By the time this episode goes up, it'll hopefully have a link to that. Yeah, because we um, uh, we have a, a fan-run uh, Facebook group called the League of Jeremy's for fans of Back to the Futurama to talk and hang out and talk about all the dumb stuff that we talk about. Uh, and that'll do it for us this week, uh, except for uh, information on the final round of March Ocean Madness 2019. <laughs> so stay tuned for that. But until next week, I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. Goodbye, Goodbye from, from the world of tomorrow. tomorrow. We've made it to the championship round. Let's take a look back at Final Ocean 4 to see how it shook out. It's been a wild ride, Mike. Scruffy was able to avoid the charms and revelry of Hedonism Bot and cleaned up to go to the championship. The Robot Devil had a deal that Kiff Croker couldn't say no to, but you know how the Robot Devil is. A lot of irony there, Mike. So that means the championship of March Ocean Madness 2019 is Scruffy taking on the Robot Devil. Will the Robot Devil conquer the land of the living, or will Scruffy be humanity's janitorial savior? Who's to say? You are. Make sure that you vote before next Tuesday, April 30th, at noon Pacific time. Go to NeptunianMillhouse.com for all of your March Ocean Madness 2019 needs. You can find a link to vote, find the current leaderboards to see how your bracket's doing, mine's terrible by the way, and the current bracket results. Just make sure that you do all of that before the end of March Ocean Madness 2019. That's next Tuesday, April 30th. Join us next week for the championship recap of March Ocean Madness 2019. And remember, ride the walrus. <laughs>